Good morning, and welcome to episode six of Walk and Talk. Uh, it is September 8th, 6.43 a.m., and beautiful morning. Sun's coming out. Always like a nice Thursday. So uh, we'll kick it off right with a little bit of Walk and Talk. Um, I was thinking this morning about you know, I found where I go for these walks. I naturally try to think ahead a little bit about what might be nice to talk about. And I wish that I sort of didn't do this and everything went great nonetheless, but I think it's only natural to feel um, some responsibility to prepare a little bit, even for something that you really want to do and totally unprepared spontaneous way because the fact is being unprepared creates um, it's uncomfortable uh, it creates fear I think or nerves or anxiety whatever you want to call it because you don't have any Potentially a huge, you know, larger number than that that will listen in the coming weeks, months, and years thereafter. Especially if the show continues to gain in uh, audience and things like that. So even still here, I find myself trying to think of at least like one prompt or one thing to get started on, um, just so I don't get on. And from listeners and then uh, uh, next, uh, which I think is valid. Without really being or anything like that or anyone on a daily basis, especially when we wake up and Sometimes you don't really have a lot going on in your head yet, which is good, but uh, in this case, but nonetheless, in thinking about this this morning, I thought about, um, you know, I did gather this list of questions from people on Twitter and Farcaster and uh, have that queue of cues to address. Uh, I live at my convenience or at my leisure. Uh, I think that that's great. But as I realized, like every day, I sort of, uh, like, you know, I think that I think we need to go to the 
that they have no net, then you would imagine that the results of you know, their fail rate or whatever would be the same as if there was generally no net. Uh, at least it could be the nice surprise that they still do fail and they fell off the price. Um, after my freshman year of college, 
what from the outside probably looked like, you know, the biggest risk I had taken in my life up to that point. Um, and uh, I ended up sort of repeating this, this sort of thing again after my first job after college. But the first time I ended up sort of following a, uh, a gap year. And, um, from but would have given me a fresh start all things equal I would have been certainly more happy to go there than my current situation at the time um, but I wasn't really excited about it and uh, I was much more excited about this app than this idea uh, for a company that I might be able to start so uh, I went to the school and the office of admissions the new one that has accepted me and was able to convince them to give me um, a deferred acceptance. Uh, you know, they had already accepted my progressive transfer and my application transfer. And basically asked for a deferral on that. So, you know, will you take me the following academic year instead of uh, this coming one? I'd like to go and, and start a company. And, um, you know, I'm sure that either it won't work or it will work and I can do it parallel to school once it gets started. Um, but I'd really love to have the opportunity to go and, um, you know, try this thing. And I think I'll come to you know, this school as a better student for having done it. Um, and I got pretty lucky. It's one of those, like, butterfly effect things where... Uh, you know, I was in the lobby waiting for the person I was to speak with, and there was some woman there with someone's mother, and ended up talking with her for whatever reason, and her about whatever it was, I don't know. And when the head of admissions or whatever, whoever it was, came and, uh, you know, got me out of the lobby, I was talking to this woman, and uh, the head of admissions, she had assumed that this was like my mother. Um, because I guess that would make sense. You know, you can see some younger guy talking to some older woman and uh, people when you're still like freshman or sophomore and probably essentially like transferring and things, probably often accompanied by a parent or whatever. Um, and I explained, you know, no, we just met whatever. And from what I recall, we had like a nice conversation and it probably looked that way. And so uh, the head of admissions like probably had a very nice first impression of me which might have really you know for all i know that could have been the difference in them granting my unusual request or not or sort of buying my story and being receptive to my rationale uh, and my ask uh where perhaps they otherwise would have not and, and without this maybe i never would have had the uh confidence to go and 
to be the acrobat without the net um, because this was my net. Uh, that's what I'm getting at. So this deferred acceptance where I knew that in my worst case scenario, it was something totally flamed out. At the very least, my net was that I was going to fall into what I considered to be a better, better situation than I was coming from. Um, a better school and a fresh start. And uh, so in a very real sense, I totally had a net and I totally had a crutch. And maybe that's why my company failed. Uh, it, you know, it, it did fail. Uh, I spent about a year working on it and ultimately went back to school. But I did not fall in the net that I had set for myself. Um, rather, a sort of, I don't know what the analogy would be to continue the rope thing, but, uh, you know, I, I applied to a few more schools throughout that year and uh, got into one that I previously had been rejected uh, from. And, you know, I was the same student. Uh, I had the same SAT score grades in high school and my first year of college, but my essays had changed. Um, and I wrote a bit about what I did during this gap year and trying to start a company living in New York. And, um, and you know, I did my internship during the days for the first, first semester, at least, to make some money and work on the company at night and in the second semester. And uh, I guess the story or just the persistence of uh, applying again was enough to get me onto the wait list and then get me off of the wait list and into the school. And uh, this was a school that I was very excited about. It wasn't just like sort of a comparable to where I started. It was a much better situation, I thought. And, uh, really exciting about it and the company was, you know, not, had not realized any materials and signs of success. So I decided to, uh, you know, pull my cards in and uh, I hired someone to actually take it over and take it over, but they never did. Um, and, you know, I, I couldn't have expected them to. I'm not having the time anymore. I was back in school. Um, but that made it a little bit easier to fold, I guess, thinking that I was totally folding, but practicality pretty much folding uh, but anyway you know having this net again I, I didn't fall to the to the net that I had for myself and throughout the year I think I tried to act as if the net was not there um, like the acrobat that I mentioned earlier who knows that there's a net but um, you know convinces himself that there is none and it's not to succeed and uh Maybe I didn't do a good enough job of that. Maybe that's why the company did not work because I didn't put in absolutely everything. And I felt like I put in a lot. Uh, you know, like I said, like working nights and early mornings around an internship and things like this. But um, if there was really no net or if I really convinced myself that this had to work, I suspect I could have... Uh, made it work, or would have had a better chance of making it work, and, uh, you know, certainly I, I had a, um, in a sense, I did make it work, the company didn't succeed, but I, I got to a, uh, a great outcome by my own definition, at least, and it's almost like if you were on the tightrope, and you had a goal of getting to the other side, and there's a net, but you try to convince yourself that there's no net. 
and you're going on the tightrope and halfway along or three quarters of the way along you realize or maybe even like a quarter of the way along you realize that uh because following the analogy it takes a long time to build your rig uh, but like a quarter of the way along or something you realize that there's a little platform that you can jump to and uh you know it's totally legal and fair for your objective to do that the only thing was you couldn't go back to where you started or whatever so you either fall or you, you get off and uh there's this opportunity to get off that you couldn't have anticipated and it's still regarded as sort of a successful outcome at least by you likely by others as well and so you get off at that point and you know that at some point in life you're probably going to get back on the tightrope but um you can hang out on the platform and get off of the whole thing and um, you know, go do whatever from that point on. You don't need to face this, the rest of the tightrope head on right now. And that might be a decent analogy for sort of what I ended up doing. And uh, actually, I, I did sort of get back on the tightrope, I would say, in a sense, just continuing on the analogy, because I think it's actually kind of interesting to think about. Um, I've never thought of it like this way before. Um, like I said, I went on and you know, did three more years in school and graduated and got a job out of school and did a little over two years there. Uh, and then uh, in San Francisco and then in New York, uh, same company, same group. Though. And um, after that, I went and uh, I had known that I wanted out and to do something else. Uh, and it wasn't so much out as, I mean, it was out, but it was also just, it was the opportunity cost. Like in absolute terms, I, I appreciated that I was in a great situation, but in relative terms, I felt like I was wasting my life spending incrementally more years in this group, in this, this company, uh, doing something that just for me personally, wasn't, wasn't really doing it. Um, and uh, for whatever combination of reasons, and, and nothing against people who, who yeah, sort of like that and love that and make a life and the career of it. Um, but I, you know, I, I value time immensely, and I sort of got less out of the second year I felt than the first, and figured I'd get less out of the third than the second, and appreciated that, you know, Ultimately, you know, after applying and getting denied and rejected from a lot of jobs, uh, really good opportunities. So, you know, it's the one thing that makes me feel like I'm not a total idiot. But um, nonetheless, a lot of rejection to deal with. You don't feel like you're, you know, a good uh, candidate or whatever. Um, but really, that's why it's so important one person, multiple even you, and uh, even yourself, because very much cyclical, um, I think, or whatever you want to call it, and each other, but you make a lot of yourself, and believing in yourself makes a lot of clear, sort of evident.
find out how people believe in themselves. It just becomes a bit more easier, a lot more easier to uh, believe in them as well. So these things sort of feed on each other and as I force you to have that cycle going for a while throughout my life between myself and uh, my own sort of belief that uh, I don't know which is like a chicken and egg problem is which first, but there's myself and my parents and um, some of the people I surrounded myself with growing up, maybe later in life since. Uh, you know, other friends who had ambitions of their own and, and things like that. Uh, so, anyway, where was I? Uh, oh, so, getting rejected from all of these jobs. Uh, and so ultimately, I, I decided, you know, I, I don't need a, uh, I don't need a uh, safe place, you know, to land or whatever. I'm, I'm willing to uh, sort of get back on the microphone and quit uh, my job without another one to find death and uh, wedding to the unknown, so to speak. And I uh, didn't know how it was going to work out, but just sort of trusted that uh, I can't. Yeah connect the dots looking forward and uh, you have to have some faith and trust and all of these sorts of things because you're not fixing the uh, Steve Jobs which I love so much um, and uh, but, uh, now I can confidently say it's actually uh, it's actually three years since I but uh, yeah, not exactly today, I guess. But well, maybe exactly today. I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was September 2019. And uh, I remember I went to Italy. As the first step, figured I would travel a bit, meet some press. I went to Italy for a week with my girlfriend, and then traveled a bit on my own as well. And then a friend. Um, my friend that I spoke about a couple episodes actually. Um, I traveled to Japan, taught me how to run, uh, not literally, but uh, how to build a habit of, of running. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, that was September. And the Italy trip I remember was like September 20 something. So I must have quit right around this time, uh, September. You know, early September 2019. Interesting thing that the past three years ago. Uh, it's funny how time, it very rarely like feels right. It always, it, it feels like longer or shorter than it was. Uh, and uh, sometimes it's even hard to know if it feels shorter or longer. It just feels like, it's just weird. Uh, I think like three, that's three years ago, that number seems both large and small, and the time that it's passed seems sort of both long and small as well. Maybe it does just feel that way. I don't know. It's just a weird, just a weird concept. Um, thinking about time and years and things like your life and things like this. Um, but anyway, you know, around that time, I took the leap, and uh, here I am, very pleased with the next uh, platform that I was able to find to get off the tightrope to a more. Uh, you know, comfortable, less risky situation, full-time employment, and uh, having the podcast come out of it, and all the writing that I did on the blog, and traveling, 
building my running habit and doing a lot of running and anything that I did, I would do it all the same again. Uh, if I had already, if I should caveat that, if I had the sort of, uh, you know, the number of having already done it, the uh, experience of already having done it, then I would have tried something new just for the surprise of things. Uh, I wouldn't want to just repeat the same thing again, because I would be a new adventure starting at that age or whatever. But honestly, John, I would like to hard to imagine I would have sort of navigated to a better place than where I am now. The, the good part is, you know, I don't have to make that choice. You can just continue another step of the way to make the you know, best choice that you think you can. And, you know, it's almost nice that I don't have an obvious thing that I would have done differently if I went back because I don't get to. Um, so anyway, um, I think I've probably exhausted the analogy. And uh, the moral of the story is, you know, maybe you want to have a, a safety net for the various risks that you take with iPhone, by the way, for the second one, quitting my job. I didn't have, like, a deferred job or anything like that until the deferred job that I had the first time around. But um, I did, and this was actually, Tim Perry's a four-hour work week to help me on this one, uh, to realize that oftentimes things that we things to think of and consider as risky are uh, in, in reality much less risky than we think, uh, or even not, not really risky at all. And uh, so uh, thinking about like the worst case scenario is often helpful for this. And uh, so what I realized is that, you know, what was my worst case scenario here yeah. my job? I mean, he was like, poorly. Well, I could, uh, you know, my experience and my resume and who I was and what I had learned, none of that went away at all. Um, you're not like deleting all of that somehow. And uh, so I was still capable of doing, you know, various types of work uh, at a high level. And I still had the credential to have done those and uh, being, you know, a reasonably strong candidate at a lot of contexts. So, my worst case scenario was basically just, uh, I don't know, running out of money or for whatever reason feeling that I needed to get a job again before I was really ready or found something that I loved and was excited about and having to take something that I wasn't that excited about, which was already somewhat the situation that I was in. I mean, again, it was a great situation sort of uh, from a lot of people's perspective, but it wasn't doing it for me. And, uh, Similarly, I figured I could find another situation that, from a lot of people's perspective, was a really nice situation, you know, comfortable salary, everything like that, and maybe just not totally doing it for me on, like, a, uh, you know, energy and enthusiasm and purpose sort of level. Um, and so, with that being the worst-case scenario, you know, it was very much a net, like, I could get another job. Um, 
worst case scenario. But I tried to uh, ignore that the net was there. And I think maybe this time I did a little bit better of that because I kept thinking, you know, I got into, I remember the one year mark of having put my job was sort of significant because I realized like, it's easy to go into an interview and this is somewhat arbitrary and dumb, but I remember thinking like, it's easy to go into an interview and say that I've taken a gap year and I'm ready to return to work or whatever. And here's what I did during the gap year. Um, but it becomes harder to say, you know, I quit my job 18 months ago, two years ago, two and a half years ago, three years ago. And now I'm looking to uh, get back into the workforce or whatever. And uh, so I wondered if I was starting to approach the point where I needed to get a new job and uh, fortunately didn't need to from a financial perspective because at the time um, I put a good amount of my money into Bitcoin and a smaller amount into Ethereum and crypto is doing tremendously well. Uh, and uh, so I was actually, I was really cut my cost of living quite a bit and lived at home for some time during COVID. Uh, it was a nice surprise family time that I probably wouldn't have gotten had I not put my job as well. Again, you never know. No one could have predicted COVID, and I never expected to come back home for periods time. So you could never predict everything that's going to happen. Um, but uh, nonetheless, I uh, sort of what was I saying? Um, I uh, I think I did a better job of convincing myself that there was no net, and so I didn't sort of. Uh, or, or at least not falling into the net that I sort of knew was there, um, acting as if there was no net to fall into, um, and not just caving early and resisting the temptation to go back to a more comfortable existence of having, uh, you know, salary, uh, which is quite an addictive thing, I think, um, that people underestimate, uh, and for good reason. You know, it's like a monthly supply of money. It sounds pretty addicting if you think about it. Um, not to say it's a bad thing or anything, it is what it is. Um, and so to forego that for an extended period of time, I think to continue to forego that and ultimately end up doing so until genuinely something arose that, um, you know, was so exciting that it was not something to even think about, you know, whether or not it was time to go back to work. It was just an obvious, you know, now that I have this opportunity, it's, it's time to go back to work. Um, and not that I wasn't working throughout the, that time, like I said, writing every day and uh, I don't consider exercise work, but in a sense, I think it is um, not in a traditional sense, but it's, it's something you're not, you're not sitting around playing video games or watching movies or whatever. Uh, not that those things aren't fine in, in uh, moderation or whatever, but uh, Anyway, I was doing some things, but it was time to get back to like full time employment type work, and uh, so I did that, and never really needed. Yeah, you know, again, I guess the, this felt like more of an ideal outcome given where I was, uh, as opposed to me going to getting into the better school the first time around was. Well, it's not really ideal versus unideal. It's mostly the first time I had a model for success, sort of like the other side of the tightrope of getting there. And that was, you know, 
this company and in succeeding to a large degree. Um, and the second time I didn't have, I couldn't see the other shot. I didn't know what the goal was. I just knew that it seemed like a journey worth going on basically. And so I took the leap for the second time and it's much easier to take a leap for the second time um, because if you think of it like skydiving, people get nervous about skydiving. I've never been skydiving, but you can imagine people who have been skydiving once are far more inclined to go skydiving again. And uh, I don't really even need statistics to prove this. It's just sort of intuitive. Um, you know, people who, uh, you could argue the, the cause of it, I suppose, but um, people who have been skydiving once, a much greater percentage of them, like not even close, would have gone skydiving again and have, you know, have gone skydiving again. That's the percentage of the overall population that goes skydiving the first time. And I, I will concede uh, many causes for this. One of them I imagine is that uh, you know the fear is gone, or at least severely mitigated, where you've done it once before, and uh, basically anything that you've done once before, I think, becomes a lot easier to do again. They're doing, um, and so yeah. Um, took the lead the, the second time, didn't really know what the destination would be or what the goal was, couldn't see the platform on the other side, but ended up getting to one and uh, really couldn't have imagined a better one. So here we are again. Driven, and perhaps there's a lesser chance that uh, you will fall and you will leave in that, and uh, so you'll get to the other side. So, anyway, I thought that was a fun analogy to talk about, and uh, an interesting one that I enjoyed talking about and thinking about for a while live on the uh, Welcome Talk this morning. Uh, so, that is this morning's recording. I will wrap it up. On Twitter or Farcaster at zero after J A K E or Yeah, that's a wrap. Have a great deck.